we continue the conversation or the thought process of uh, where does Alabama go to from here, both offensively and defensively, coming off the loss to LSU, now preparing for Mississippi State. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you be sure to check out our good friends at Title Town. RitWheelSports.com. Pick you up a couple of those towels today. Show that support, that love, and appreciation for Nick Saban and your team as it heads down this stretch here. But Nick Saban, ever since the spring, or ever since the national championship loss to Clemson in the college football playoff back in January, he's been saying this one sentence, this one phrase, this one statement over and over and over again. And it's, we got to get back to the Bama factor. We got to get back to what made us, us being the Crimson Tide, a feared program, a feared powerhouse, a respected team. We got to get back to what made Bama that program that nobody wanted to play against. Nobody. From the moment... The opposition got off the bus. They peed their pants. The moment they looked across and saw, we got to face them. God, I hate it when we got to play them. That's what Nick Saban's been preaching about till he's purple in the face since the spring. And while it's good to talk about the Bama factor, while it's good to you know bring up how important it is for the Crimson Tide to get back to that style of play, and that mentality, the biggest part of the Bama factor, the biggest part of that mentality is having players, having young men that want to be on the field, that want to be impactful, that desire to make plays to that they want it more than anybody else. Having those players that it bothers them, it bothers them when they are not on the field. It bothers them when they cannot make an impact. It bothers them. It it eats at them. They want to be on that field so bad because they want to make plays and they want to do the right things and they want to provide the motivation for their teammates. And you look at Bama teams in years past, from the lone team to go undefeated in 2009 to... So even some of the one-loss teams that Alabama had in 2017, 2015, you know, 2012, teams of that nature, all of those teams had players on there. You could just look in their eyes and tell they want it. They desire it. They, they really were, they were sold on making a difference being impactful when I get on the field coach is not going to take me off because I am going to make that play I'm going to deliver that play I am going to do my job on that field to make sure that my teammates are in the game that our crowd is in the game that everybody's locked in everybody's focused you had those types of players on those national championship teams and, and that's the biggest part of the Bama factor. I've mentioned this once before. Nick Saban, you got to have your best on the field. And I said this about the punter, Ty Piran. 
And the moment I said that about him, the native of Prattville, Alabama, the freshman walk-on, next time I look up, he's on the field, and he has brought new life to the special teams. He's become a fan favorite. Now, yes, he did have the mishandled snap on a pond against LSU, but the young man bounced back. And that's what players who are the best at their position do. Sometimes crap happens, but you got to be able to bounce back. And Ty Piran, three punts against LSU for 146 yards. He averaged 48.7 yards per punt, and he had two of his boots travel in excess of 50-plus yards. He bounced back. Because why? He's the best at his position, and you got to put your best on the field. I said this before, and after me saying that, Nick Saban put Ty Piran out here. So now, I'm going to say this again. In terms of the defensive line, you got to put your best on the field in terms of moving forward. And the best on the field is Christian Barmore. The best in that rotation, the best on that defensive line is Christian Barmore. Now, if LeBron Ray was healthy, then I may have to recant that statement because LeBron Ray is that dude. But with LeBron Ray down, Christian Barmore is the best player on this defensive line rotation, and he needs to start. He is one of the best players on the defense, period. One of the best players on the... He's arguably one of the best players in the defense, period. But in terms of just the front line, just the defensive line, he is the best player on that defensive line in terms of talent, but not just that, in terms of production, what he's been given. Christian Barmore, when you talk to players about him, and I have spoken with to a number of players about him, I've always been hit with athletic, motivator, electric, energy. He sets the tone. He sets the tempo. He sets everything up for this defense. When he's on the field, he picks everybody up. When he's on the field, it feels like we hit an extra gear. And this comes from players on that team. So, like I mentioned about Kaho in the Ask Steven segment, when you got your brothers, your teammates saying this about you, at some point, the coaching staff has to wake up and go, we got to start this kid. We got to play this kid. Because when we... With the little bit of reps that we give him, and he's out here producing like this, imagine if we actually really start him, what he can do. Because I'll be honest with you, Raekwon Davis does not have it. I'm sorry, he don't have it. For him to be as big as he is, 6'7", 312 pounds, the biggest man on the field. In the last two years, the brothers vanished. I don't know if we have to create... The situation from 2017 where he gets shot in the leg at bar 17 prior to the season starting. I don't know if him getting shot in the leg woke him up. I don't know what happened with that ordeal. All I know is 2017, I saw a beast of a Raekwon Davis. That's all I care about. Saw a beast. Ten tackles for loss. Eight and a half sacks. Couldn't stop him. And the man completely vanished since that point. And in the last two years, he has struggled to put up, what, two sacks, maybe three, three and a half tackles for loss. 
struggled, completely vanished, completely, utterly has disappointed. Raekwon Davis is keeping guys like Christian Barmore from sitting at the table and eating food. I mean, God rest her soul, but my grandmother didn't play around when you didn't eat your food. When she slaved over a hot stove and put a hot meal in front of you and you didn't eat, you got your butt whooped, you got a stern lecture, and then she took your food, gave it to somebody else, and then she would make you feel real bad. I didn't slaved over a hot stove. We got kids in Africa starving. We love this food. We'll fight over this food. And you go, go get out of my face. You're sitting here wasting food. That's what she did, man. That's what she did. And you got Raekwon Davis at the table picking over the chicken. Christian Barber wanted to eat all of the chicken. And Raekwon just picking over it. He vanished, man. He vanished. Christian Barmore needs to be on this field. When you look at Christian Barmore, he reminds you of guys like Marcel Darius, guys like Damian Square. Jesse Williams, players like Ashawn Robinson, Jaron Reed, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Dalvin Tomlinson, guys of whom they played with the sense of passion, urgency. They knew how important the moment was, and they went out there and they attacked the moment. They got after the quarterback. They stuffed the run. They energized the crowd. They energized the team. They knew how big playing for Bama was. And when I look at Christian Barmore at 6'5", 310 pounds out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, he brings these exact same traits. I go back to the LSU matchup. He had two tackles, shared a tackle for loss, shared a sack, had one quarterback hurry. But I want to go back to a particular third down that he had. One of the few times in the game that Alabama's defense got stops on third down, Christian Barmore was involved. It was Alabama was trailing 33 to 20. Third quarter, 33 to 20. It's third and four. Joe Burrow is trying to hit Jamar Chase on a six-yard dig route. Christian Barmore is in on this play. He comes flying through the line, gets his hands up in the air to obstruct the passing lane, the view of Joe Burrow, pushes the man on the ground, causes the pass to fall incomplete, and when he gets up and starts screaming, just going crazy, and the place loses its mind inside Brian Denny. The crowd fed off that. And that stop right there turned around to the offense to where Tua Tagovailoa drove it down the field, and I believe that was the drive to where he found Najee Harris on the 15-yard touchdown catch to cut the lead 33-27. to Christian Barmore made that type of a play on defense, and he's rarely out there with the exception of third down. Imagine what he can do if the coaching staff just turns him loose on college football. Imagine for a moment. This season, when you look at tackles for loss, sacks, quarterback hurries, making those negative plays, affecting the opposing offense, getting it behind the eight ball, as Nick Saban likes to say, the most effective guy on the defensive line is the redshirt freshman in Barmore. 
Barmore leads the defensive line in tackles for loss with three and a half. He leads the, t- he leads the defensive line in sacks with one and a half. He shares the team lead in quarterback hurries. He shares the, the defensive line lead in quarterback hurries with three. The dude, regardless of, mo- of minimum reps, makes the most out of them, and he has the most production. He is by far the best player on this defensive line. And then going back to the Bama factor, Coach Saban, you got to get your best on the field and let them work. You did it for Ty P. Ryan. You put him out there, you see how different, how much better the punting has gotten. Now it's time. As you move forward and you look at Mississippi State this weekend, it is time to start. It's been time to do this, but now more so than ever, start Christian Barmore. Best player, hands down on your defensive line. Time has started. Time is now. Got to put the kid out there. That's going to take us to our next break here on In My Own Words. But as always, got to give a shout out here to our new sponsor, that being Utero Hibachi. Our next sponsor comes to you from our friends at Utero Hibachi. You want absolutely delicious sushi, hibachi, and takeout? Our friends at Utero Hibachi are located inside the University Mall Food Court in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Delivery is also available on Crimson To Go and on Waiter. Tell them that Touchdown Alabama Magazine sent you. So check out Utero Hibachi. Great atmosphere, great food, great people. Go in there, check them out. Tell them that the guys at TDAM sent you, and they will definitely get you squared away. When we return here on the other side of the break, we will dive into checking out the uh, the mailbag here. You're listening to end my own words. <laughs> 